Welcome to the Next Level Manifesting Podcast. My name is Carrie Johnson. I am a born hustler, aka entrepreneur, luxury lifestyle leader, and a master manifester. I lead entrepreneurial women to the next level of wealth, confidence, and consciousness. This podcast will help you lead a life you love by understanding the game of life and truly how to win it, no matter what your current situation is today. We will be discussing master manifesting techniques, especially my favorite, the art of scripting. This is how I found many of my passions, created successful businesses, and solely created the luxury lifestyle I lead with my daughters today. I grew my business from zero to high six figures without any business knowledge or one talent that I knew I had. I was making more in one weekend than most people make in a year. And now it's my mission to teach you how to do the same exact thing. There is way too much magic in this life not to share it. So let me ask you a question. Are you ready to jump in with me and win at the game of life? Hey guys, it's Carrie Johnson and I just wanted to chat with you a little bit. I wanted to let you know where I came from, who I am today, what I've learned and why I'm so passionate about helping others really due to the journey that I, that I was on. So I grew up in a family that had a lot of money. My father made millions of dollars when I was young. So I saw the high life very, very early on. We were always flying first class. He had a couple of planes, renting helicopters, but we didn't know the difference. We were kids and you know we knew that the family was comfortable but had no idea what you know wealth actually looked like or meant. We were comfortable. I was so much like my father and I remember standing there thinking about what I would do when I was gonna, when I grew up. And I was young when I was thinking about this, maybe, I don't know, seven, eight. And I was like, well, I'm so much like my dad. I could go work in the commodity market like him. I don't mind working. I mean, I was pretty, you know, ambitious and liked to be busy and had a lot of energy as a kid. So I saw myself working. But then, then if that didn't work out or when I was finished with that, when I got married and had my kids, then I would be like my mom. I was going to get fur coats. I was going to have cars with bows delivered. This is, these are things that I saw. Yeah, pockets full of money beautiful jewelry and I'm like hmm not a bad life I'll first work like my dad and then I'll be like my mom so when I was 10 years old I was standing at my dad's desk and he hung up the phone and he looked really upset and I asked him what happened and he gave me a little bit of the insight of what was going to happen to our family he was broke he lost all of his money and the beautiful homes that we had were taken the cars were taken. There were no more fancy first-class tickets. And I started working early on. I'm like, well, that's okay. I can help. I can help. So I held two jobs ever since I was 14 years old, if not younger than that, um, waitressing. And as I was 18 years old, um, I would start helping the family out, paying some of the bills. So I always had money fear, fear of losing it. And when someone would ask me, you know, what, what are my fears? I would say I have a fear of rotten lunch meat, that's number one, and brocophobia, that was number two. I coined that word. And later on in life, as I recognized how words and thoughts create our future, I would never say brocophobia again because I followed very quickly into my father's footsteps. I did know that I had the opportunity to get out of the family, get married, and have my own life because it was such a dreadful time. Nobody was happy. There was no money for a long time. They were down for a long time. So I ended up getting married and having my first baby when I was in my 20s. 
and I was on my way to my fantasy land. My fairy tale was just about to come true. And then I was told I couldn't stay home with my baby. And if I wanted to stay home with my baby, then I'd have to sell my car. And we'd have to move from where we were living into a smaller place. And I'm like, why am I being punished? Why am I being punished? Because now I have this baby. And how am I going to take care of this child? What am I going to do? Now I can't bring her to the office, so now I have, I'm out of a job. And I'm certainly not going to downgrade my life. So I had to think, and I had to think fast. What am I going to do? What am I going to do that I can make money at, that I love doing, that I have fun at, and that I can also be home with my baby? I didn't have any talents that I knew of, not a one. I did go to college, but I just couldn't wait to get out of college so I could go work in Chicago to try to make my dad's money back. But that didn't work either because I was the girl and my face leaks when people yell at me. <laughs> so I'm a young mother. I have a baby who wouldn't sleep at night, so we would have photo shoots. And I kept snapping these pictures saying, what am I going to do to make money? How am I going to sur survive? How am I going to support myself and this, this child and have fun and be with her and, 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 and? I was scared. I was scared to death. No help, no support, no money. A baby and a camera. And all of a sudden, ideas started flooding my mind. They were endless. And I was so excited. Oh my gosh, I, you know, uh, I could start a studio. I could, I had all these ideas of babies and flowers like Ann Gettys. She was popular back then. And I was like, I wish Ann Gettys had a studio here in my town because I would love to take my beautiful little baby and put her in a flower pot with flowers. But there was no studio, so I said, hmm, why don't I just become that studio? I'll do that with my daughter, and then I'll offer it to other people as well. So my first year of business, I ran out of my house, just mainly with my friends. I made $40,000, I believe, in my first year. And the next year, it doubled. It was 80000 the next year. And the next year, it doubled. To the point where halfway through, five or six years in, I had tax returns that were close to $400,000. Now, I loved what I did. I created sets. I had people working for me. I was, I was the jet setter. I was the one. I was, my, I was the husband that I wanted to marry. I paid myself. I paid my kids. I paid my car. I took care of everything. And I loved it. And now it was time for a divorce because my alignment with my husband at the time was really out of line and now I had the strength and the courage to finally pull the trigger but I was still afraid because I had these babies so how are you supposed to get divorced I have no idea how I'm supposed to get divorced I did everything that I was supposed to do on this this invisible list that I keep saying that I was given as, as a baby you know grow up behave be respectful go to college get married have babies and everyone keeps pushing you further. The minute you're done with high school, where are you going to go to college? The minute you're done with college, do you have a boyfriend? Yes, you have a boyfriend. When are you going to get engaged? When are you going to get married? When are you going to have your baby? When no wonder why we cannot stay in the present moment because society pushes us into the next, into the next thing. They don't allow anybody just to be happy with the one baby, be happy just with the boyfriend or the girlfriend. You know, be happy not going to college, be happy with the job. It's one thing after another. When, 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 when? What's next? Until... I needed some real serious help. I need to know how to, how to get divorced. Oh, nobody knew. That wasn't very fun for the big Italian family. Nope, mm-mm. 
I need to know how to get out of, you know, some financial situations. Nope, not on the list. Now, don't tell anybody because it's very shameful. This is my life and, I, you know, I, I care about it, obviously, but I certainly don't care about it. I certainly don't care about it for other people. I don't believe it's shameful. It's a situation that I, that I need to work my way through. So I was so afraid to get divorced because I was now the breadwinner and having to give 50% of everything that I earned. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. If I didn't show up at the office and book my shoots, I wasn't going to bring a pay paycheck home, which infuriated me. But I wanted to keep my girls in the house where they were, where they were from. And I lost most of everything I had and the market crashed right after I signed, signed the papers, which left me now with no customers and no money. And now I'm back to square one. Now what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the harder I pushed, the harder I pushed, the, the harder the wall kept coming towards me. It wasn't working. So I had to sit and chill out and just be. And for this type A personality who's always going, always doing, always succeeding, always making money and having fun doing it all along the way, I had no other choice but to sit. And when I sat, I happened upon, I happened upon a program on TV and it was a Wayne Dyer program, Wishes Fulfilled. And I had seen The Secret years earlier because I did always wonder why everything I said I got. And I would ask my dad that. I'm like, it's so weird. Everything I say, I get good or bad. So I needed to get to the bottom of it to call in the good and keep out the bad. And then I found out actually the laws of the universe assist us with that, which I had no idea what it was called, but I'm glad that it was called something because then I wasn't crazy. So I listened to Wayne Dyer for two hours and then I went to Starbucks and I got a cup of coffee and then I walked around the mall and I waited. I waited for my next direction. And when I got my next direction, I was able to proceed again. But when I learned about manifesting, when I was eight years old, I knew that there was a bigger world out there. I knew that there was something. I mean, I got the butterflies in my stomach. I was so excited. I needed to find it. I couldn't wait to find it. I just needed to experience it. And all the adults around me said, no, there's no, there's nothing like that out there. You're looking for a fantasy world. This is it. Life's kind of boring. And I'm like, it just doesn't seem like that to me. And I ran back outside to play. And when I learned about manifesting and learned that I could use my thoughts and my words to create my life, I found my fantasy world. And I would write and journal and I would create these crazy situations that were just fun, fun to dream and see them come true three to six months later like I created, like, like, I'm, like I'm drawing a, a cartoon character, like I'm drawing a, a cartoon series and bringing it to life. That's what my journals were. I was actually turning a blank piece of paper, a day that had not been created, into a black and white version, adding the color, adding the flowers, adding the flair, adding the sparkles, and seeing magnificent, magical things come to life because I said it. So my goal back then, after I, was, after I got divorced, I wrote a photography book on how to make money with photography 
out of your home because my goal was to help other single mothers make money. I've always been good at making money. Always been good at making money, ever, even as a kid. And I'll tell you some of those stories later. Money is the number one issue that people have. Money is the number one cause for disruption in life, relationships. But everybody's going around wanting the money and they're doing it the wrong way. And I've seen too much. I know so much. I've seen so much happen in my own life that it is my purpose and my passion to help as many people as I can earn the money that they want to earn by loving what they do, by living their true, authentic, passion-filled, purpose-filled life that we all were meant here, meant to be here for. There's always a leader willing to lead, and there's always someone wanting to be in your position. There's always someone looking for your help as much as you're looking for someone else's help. So if we have one hand up and one hand down behind us, and we grab both hands, life will become epic. So don't ever forget how magical you are. Don't ever forget how much power you have. We have an abundant world and love and money and health. Everything we want is at our fingertips and it flows like a waterfall and it never stops. The only thing that stops it is our mind the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we vibe. Never, ever, ever let fear or shame get in the way of you teaching, of you getting to the point where you want to get to. This is not about society. It's not about what society, what society has taught us. It's not about anybody else except you and me and how we choose to be. And if it feels right, do it. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Don't listen to anybody that hasn't already been there before. Those opinions don't matter. Be courageous, be brave, and lead yourself so you can lead others. If you're interested in continuing the conversation with me or even sharing your story with me, I would love to hear it. Please join me over on Facebook at Manifesting with Carrie. It's our private VIP group. Also, catch me on Instagram at Manifesting with Carrie. And message me if you are interested or have any other questions on anything else that I do.